Hi everyone, I'm Tommy, your host, and welcome on a new episode of the Anxiety Free Podcast. I used to suffer from severe anxiety and I'm here to share my experience and how I've been able to get through it. On today's episode, I'm receiving Aiden. I've known Aiden for a few years now. We even worked together when moving to Sydney. He is a dancer, performer, he's working in bars, shows, cruises. He's very talented, a very talented boy. But Aiden is one of those people I had no idea he was struggling with anxiety and depression. And he reached out to me himself to talk about it when he knew that I had this podcast. So everyone, please welcome Aiden. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm amazing. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How exciting! You have a little project now. Yes, I know. Like that's my second job. Now. Yeah, she's gonna make it in. You're gonna see her on the big TV soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably the radio. Like that's that's what I would love mm. first, um, and then and then we'll see, we'll see what's gonna yeah, happen you d- next. You but... do have a good face for radio. <laughs> A face for radio. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it. <laughs> um, well, we, you reached out to me uh, to talk about um, this podcast. Well, we, we do know each other. That's what I'm, I'm going to say at first. But uh, um, you reached out to me because you wanted to participate um, in this podcast. And I was like... Yeah, why not? But why? And then you're starting to talk about like your journey with anxiety and depression, which I was quite surprised and I and I actually didn't know. Um, so can you please introduce yourself mm-hmm. to everyone? And also, I really want to know why today is it important to share your story with me? Yes. Well, I mean, I think you kind of already said it. Um, it you and I have probably known each other for like four years now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you said that you didn't realize that was this was something that I struggled with. So yeah. that's pretty much exactly why I reached out to you because I saw, you know, how exciting that this new project that you're working on, the podcast, and specifically the topic, which is something not everyone is capable of sharing with people on, you know, uh, a local, a international, uh, global sp- um, forum. So when I saw you do that, I was like, that's great. Like if you need anything, I didn't even like expect to be, you know, recording with you this soon or um, anything like that. But I just wanted to reach out and let you know, like I really admire what you're doing Thank and you. want nothing but the best because I know exactly what you've been talking about in your previous episodes, so. Is it the first time you're actually talking very openly about anxiety or or you're quite open about that topic? Um, with my friends, like my super close friends, they, they know, of course, because I'm not the type of person that can really hide what I feel and what I say and what I do. If you know me, relate. <laughs> yeah, if you know me, you know that I, I, put my foot in my mouth more than I probably should. And I've, I've just never been the type to be super, super embarrassed. Like, 
certain other things embarrass me, like having those different kind of conversations. But when it comes to like mental health and everyone goes through some sort of mental health struggle, mm -hmm. issue, whether they've had a close friend or family member that goes through it, it affects everyone. Yeah. And it affects the people that love that specific person, whoever it might be, whether it's you, whether it's me, but it affects everyone around you. So I personally can't hold in those feelings because I, I lead with my emotions. I'm very big on emotions. I cry more than I should at stupid things. I'll be watching television and, you know, I'll cry. At, I don't know, mm -hmm. someone's getting married or someone's in love or a dog got hit by a car, you know, it's like... Yeah, I, I will cry for sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, actually, the last time I, I cried, I cried. That was at the cinema yesterday night. So, <laughs> were you watching? Uh, I can, I can, I can relate to that. I'm, a, I'm a bit, uh, I'm, I'm a big emotion, emotional kind of guy. Yeah, you're watching a horror <laughs> um, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, how everything happened with you? Like, tell me a little bit more about your personal journey with anxiety and and depression um well i've how did it all be again yeah um when i first started to notice like symptoms i mean i wouldn't even call the, them symptoms at that time because i was coming home from doing two years on a cruise ship like when i was performing on cruise ships mm -hmm. i was coming back to melbourne because i'm from melbourne and my whole life that i knew two years before that was completely changed. I was no longer in dance school. Um, my, all my friends were either also traveling and working and, and doing stuff. Um, so they, some of them weren't even there. Like just, just everything was, I was living at my dad's in like a tiny little room with like his new wife and my, and some other um, family members So it was just like a whole kind of start of a turmoil that I just didn't know where I was going with my life and I didn't know what was next. And I was, I don't realize it then, but now I look back and that's what was going on. And then, yeah, it kind of all stemmed from there. And then I ended up moving to Sydney. Um, and then everything was good. And, you know, you know, when you have that new excitement in your life, it kind of distracts you, mm -hmm. but it doesn't actually change the fact that those emotions are still there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the move was kind of like masking it. And then I started um, a relationship and that had all types of, you know, um, toxicity around the relationship and even for myself like I won't say anything bad about my ex because he was completely supportive and tried to do everything he could in his power to understand what was going on but unfortunately it wasn't something for him to figure out it was something that mm -hmm. I needed to do of course yeah so that relationship and trying to like figure out where I was and who I was and how to, to direct my emotions in the right way. Because like I said, I'm, I lead with emotions and sometimes I lead with the wrong emotion. So when you started to have anxiety at that time, because you, everything started with anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What what would you feel? Um, I would feel things and think things that necessarily wasn't exactly how I was feeling. So I feel like the anxiety kind of took over the brain mm-hmm. instead of actually listening to how I felt. My anxiety tricked myself into thinking I wanted something different. Don't give me an example. If you have, oh gosh. Um, so I was in love with my ex. Uh-huh. However, who was your boyfriend? Who was my boyfriend? Of course. Yeah. Um, and because I was going through these feelings or these thoughts of anxiety, and it was changing the way I felt about him, because that particular situation was just not the right time for me. I think mine has always been depression more than anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I've always, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say always, but the last like four years is how long I've been struggling. Um, The depression has always kind of been the one that's changed who I am. I get anxious and I and I I get a little bit internalized about certain things so like those symptoms would just be overthinking um worried about things that necessarily I didn't need to worry about so like just just constantly on edge and and things like that but yeah the depression has always been a much bigger topic and a much bigger struggle than the anxiety is it related somehow by the fact that you are part of the queer community or as as has it been like something heavy for you or not at all because it for instance i know that it has been gay like it could be mm-hmm. and i know so many people but mm-hmm. for me it wasn't so i really yeah i mean it was for so many other reasons yeah. but not this one yeah. so i'm always asking the the weight of being gay let's say i mean i guess in a in a way absolutely it it can definitely affect how it is like you know how people in sydney can be how the gay community can be and it it isn't always uplifting and it isn't always like that experience that we have during Mardi Gras or world pride or, or Sydney pride. Um, Mm. it's, it, it can be a little bit heavy, especially when you get into like, um, grinder culture and, and hookup culture and, and, and things like that. So, I mean, I'm guilty of it. But sometimes you get caught up in in the bullshit and then you don't realize what you're actually doing to yourself, that there's bigger things out there that you should be caring about, you should be putting focus in, you should be, you know, taking care of things and not leading with your penis at the end of the day. Yeah, that that's true. But um, sometimes you're doing actions and you don't know like the impact that it has on your on your brain and on your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we have so many examples of um, gay guy that hand up, uh, you know, suicide or things like that, who have like very big mental um, issues. Um, and 
I, I mean, it's a mix of everything, really. Like, we can't even just say that it's because you're being gay or something like that. But mm-hmm. I guess it's that, like, at early stage when you were a kid, uh, what happened to you when you had a kid? And I had a guest before who told me that everything is set within the first 2,000 uh, days, which means... Uh, five or six pretty much five six years so from 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 there if you fuck if you're fucked up <laughs> within this this lot well you're gonna be fucked up all of your life honey well um i better be doing some then. <laughs> it's gonna just gonna yeah. cost you more in therapy <laughs> that's it um how uh your mental health um has influenced your relationships with not only romantic partners but also friends and family In regards to like family and friends, I think sometimes they don't know what to say. They can say they, they understand, but they, unfortunately you never will understand unless Mm -hmm. you've actually gone through it Mm -hmm. and felt those emotions and felt what it's like to be so overwhelmed and feel like that there's no way out. Yeah, hundred percent. And and do you have these kind of people around you? A thousand percent. I've been so like fortunate that I've built so many great friendships in different places. I have my high school friends and people I went to dance school with that are still my best friends. That even though I've moved overseas and moved to Sydney, I still speak to them very very frequently. Like as if they're part of my family. Like they just, they Mm -hmm. get it. We grew up together. They know what I'm like because they saw me grow up. So then having these conversations with them was hard because when you're feeling those feelings, it's hard to talk about it because you're so, you're so unsure on how to articulate it. And I think that's why it's so, I like love the fact that you're doing this podcast is because we've had small conversations in the past about these topics. So I know that you're at a stage right now that you can talk about it because you have done a lot of work to understand what you are feeling, why you are feeling. Yes. And, and to be honest, like, I don't know if I would be able to talk this way to someone about anxiety if I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Although what I feel like is that some of my guests are still experiencing high anxiety mm-hmm. and and I'm like, wow, like this is this is actually very good um that you that you can talk to me. But also I feel like um I wouldn't have enough um, distance from what I from what I'm feeling if I'm still feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also why I, I decided to do it now. Not that I had this idea three or four years ago, but still, like I, I feel, I feel like I, I can tell right place. to the people I overcame it, you know. And uh, and mostly what you can 
when you start to have anxiety, what you go on the internet and you you're thinking you're gonna have your anxiety your whole your whole life and and that's it and you're gonna die with anxiety and depression and things like that. But no one ever tell you. I felt like no one ever tell you that this is just a period of your life. And then, it, but I mean, obviously, it's a period of your life if you treat it, if you're working on it. Uh, you know, it, it's not gonna pass itself Mm -hmm. um you need to work on it and i was doing many many things to make sure that i would be back to normal and that's that's what that's what happened Mm -hmm. um so yeah i I definitely get what what you mean yeah uh but yeah talking about this small conversation that we used to have in the past you um you were even saying with me the uh, to me that um, you were even struggling with suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, how did you first realize that you were struggling with these? So the very first time I remember having a thought like this, I was driving a two-hour trip across Melbourne to visit a friend just after I'd gotten home from two years overseas performing. Mm. And I... The drive was obviously two hours, so it was half, maybe a quarter way through, like I'd literally just started. And somehow I ended up falling into a daydream while driving about about what it would be like to collide into either oncoming traffic or the side of the, the wall because I was kind of in, on like a highway freeway that had like, you know, the, the really strong yeah, cement yeah, yeah. things. And the daydream was so vivid that I ended up literally just breaking down crying. And then I had to continue driving for about an hour and a half Oof. to get to my friend's house while driving and pulling over because obviously I was so distraught that I couldn't even see while driving. So then I would get back on the road and then think about it again and it would just keep coming for an hour and a half. So then I ended up getting to my friend's house. She opened the door and I just bawled my eyes out Hmm. and she brought me inside. Her mum and dad were there and I was pretty close with her mum and dad as well, but I didn't actually get into that the details specific detail i said i was really down and i was lost because i just got back and blah 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 but yeah that was like the first time that it really like came out of nowhere and it was just so vivid so when it happened it happened on the like it wasn't like a planned thing like Mm -mm. it was more about like do it now i could feel i could feel my hands like moving right so scary that's crazy it happened many times not in different occasions not that specific one um but then the thoughts kind of kept coming and creeping back in and you know little things like that like with um you know sharp kitchen wear yeah or, you know, just there were so many different thoughts that would come into my brain and the feeling that would come with it. I, right. think, I think that's the scarier kind of part. Feeling, so the, scary, the, the feeling was like 
just dark and hollow and empty and cold. Like it felt like the light inside me wasn't there. You know that... Well, I guess you had enough light not to do it. Well, I mean, the only reason I was able to ever overcome that was the fact that my mum was also going through a depression at the same time. Okay. And the thought of my mum getting that phone call or getting told the information that I was gone, that broke my heart more than I ever was down. Mm. You saying about your mum, so I guess maybe talking about your depression and anxiety with your mom. Do you talk about this with her? Yes. Because sometimes, I don't know if you can help each other when you are so down. Like, I, I really wonder if it's like a good person to talk to or is it better to mm -hmm. to talk to someone who experienced depression before but now overcame it? Um Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, no, I completely someone do. To lift and you I think, up. I think it would depend on the relationship that you would have with that person. Yes. Like my mum and I had already gone through a multitude amount of emotions and trauma and things like that. Like for me, coming out from my mum divorcing my dad at when I was, you know, 21, like I was an adult. So mm. there, there's been so many things that we've had to be there for each other for that. This was just another one that we were able to do together. And it's right. brought us so much closer to each other. And yeah, so I guess it would definitely be very specific on, whether or not it's a good or a bad thing. Like I'm sure maybe someone else might not have the same. I haven't had any t chat with my family that mm -hmm. close ever. Yeah. They would never understand because nothing like this ever happened to them. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like for me, it was more about like talking. Some of my friends were like, um, health professionals so it was really helpful for me to talk to them especially because I was a bit hypochondriac because of my anxiety so every time I was like you know checking if everything was okay and was was right and if I was feeling was normal because they even if they don't have the experience of it themselves they have the experience to help people with it mm -hmm. and that for me that was quite important I have I had a few people around me that had anxiety, but it wasn't like most of, most of it. Like I deal it myself. I've always been very open about my anxiety, but people were not saying anything to me. They'll be like, mm, "Okay," like you mm. know, because they they don't understand. So, yeah. and that's and that's completely fine for me. Their presence and the fact that they were they had an open here was enough. Yeah, um, for, for sure. me for me at the time. Um, I'm wondering if you had, um, or if you still have some coping mechanism and strategy to, to help you with this. Um, I'm for about two years now, I've been on medication, um, uh -huh. and which one, um, Effexor. 
Okay. Yeah, I was on um, a higher dosage for the past two and a bit years. And then just quite recently, like in the past six months, six, seven, eight months, I've been on a lower dosage. Mm -hmm. And I've still felt that brightness inside me. I still like feel happy. The moment I started taking medication, I felt an instant change. I don't know what it was like for you, but there was something that this medication, because I was on a different one before and that didn't work for me. Mm. So then I came off it, weren't taking any medication. I think I went and did another cruise contract and then came back and then that's when it all started to really spiral. For me, I... I didn't do much of medication. Like I had some Xanax, but I wasn't taking Xanax on a daily basis. It's just for the only reason why I I knew why I had anxiety um, because I've done some therapy and I did hypnosis and I went to do like some holistics, um, crazy, bizarre sessions, but they all worked for me. And um, I knew it's it's because like I didn't realize that and I didn't do the morning of my mom 15 years ago or 10, 10 years ago back then. So I was like, I know that this is the problem and I need to and I need to face it. And I was like, if I'm taking antidepressant for me, it's I was like, um, I am not facing the problem. And also, well, you know me, I have some psoriasis as well. Psoriasis, which is um, the idea of that you have trauma that you keep for yourself. And it shows it, show, it shows off like on the skin. Wow, I didn't know um, that. So I was like, if I'm, if I, if I'm taking antidepressant and also taking um, things for my uh, medication for my psoriasis, which I still take right mm-hmm. now, uh, I don't know what's going to happen next to me. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, at somehow it's going to, it's going to show up. So I really wanted to, uh, yeah, face it. I was still taking some like kind of, um, you know, 5-HTP um, things, things like that, like supplements that anyone can get, you know, for the stress and things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I was still, I used to, I still had anxiety every day. So yeah. Yeah, but therapy for me, yeah, and any sort of therapy has been helping me. Are you doing the same, or, or even any other way to let it out? Yeah, so I would definitely agree and say that medication is not for everyone, but I definitely think if you find the right balance of different types of medication, like just what you said, you're taking stuff for your psoriasis. So you didn't think that that would be a good combination with the antidepressants to take. So if you are taking other other medications, it's definitely smart to discuss with your doctor or your psychiatrist Mm -hmm. what medications would be good for the combination and if that doesn't work, then just like you, you go along more the therapy route or the more holistic route and things like that. Like there's Absolutely. so many different ways that you can um, fight the struggles and fight the the issues that you have going on. Yeah. And so you do medication. Are yes. you doing any sort of therapy or? Um, yeah. So I've just actually recently, or I don't know. I've recently just started um 
therapy again. Um, not because I was necessarily feeling down, but um, I was having anxiety about a lot of different things that were going on, and I just wanted to get a get a clear focus on each anxiety so I could just like breathe a little. I just felt like myself a little bit uptight and a little bit, you know, always overthinking. Like I overthink everything too much to my own self detriment. Like so many things I've done in my past have been at my own expense and my own fault. And, you know, I, I'm, I I don't want to live like that. I want to like, feel every experience and for what it is not for what I make it in my mind which ends up being really bad so I've decided to go back to therapy and um yeah it's going good I've, I've really found a nice a nice young lady um and she's yeah she's lovely did she give you uh or maybe you had other kind of techniques when you have like high anxiety or uh, when you're feeling like extra depressed uh, mm. on a sp- specific day, what do you do for yourself like to cope with this moment? Yeah, so when I was on the cruise ship, we had a lot of downtime. If we weren't performing, we were either off in port or just chilling in our rooms, chilling with, e- with each other. So because we were on the cruise ship, I um, didn't have access to therapy or anything like that. So I was journaling and writing down how I was feeling each day, what happened each day. And that actually felt really good. And I was excited to do it because then I was excited to look back, see what happened in those specific days and like why I was feeling that way. So I don't do journaling now as often Um, If I'm feeling like I need to or like I've got a lot to say, that's when I kind of pull it out. So I kind of use it in those specific moments rather than every day. But um, yeah, like journaling, I've I've got a little dog now. So she takes me outside multiple times a day. And just even that makes me feel good because I now am getting to know the other dog owners in my area. So I go down, I have a laugh, like I chat with new people, I see other little dogs and like, it's just so cute, like serotonin booster instantly. So everyone get a dog. Everyone get a dog. (laughs) This is a PSA. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like I can can see how um, a dog, but also probably, I don't know if you ever felt lonely, um, but like with a dog, you probably never really feel lonely yeah not um, really i don't need anybody anymore i have a, <laughs> I have a dog <laughs> she loves me and she doesn't talk back <laughs> actually she does she's she's been starting to bark now and it's so cheeky oh god your dog like her got all your anxiety so now ah, she, oh, she's no. the one who needs to let it out i think so <laughs> poor thing just to uh, finish uh, on our conversation, I really want to know because you, your struggle with anxiety and depression is still quite fresh and and it's still ongoing, right? Like uh, as I understand, you still you're, you're still on medication. You you are seeing a therapist, so it's not it's not all over yet. Uh, yeah, but will it will happen at some point for sure because um, I know so many people who came off uh, their treatment and, you know, they just have their normal life back. And um, I guess 
especially if you treat the reasons why you, you had anxiety and depression, it won't go back again for the same reason in other ways. Um, my question is, what would you give to um, someone has an advice uh, if they're struggling with um, mental health just like you? Um, I mean, I'm not a scientist, so please don't take anything I say as facts. Like half the time I'm convincing myself. So <laughs> um, I would say if you're having these type of feelings or emotions, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of what other people are going to think. I had certain people when I was expressing my feelings come back and say some really horrible things. Um, and it, and it kind of takes you at, at off guard. But if those people have those things to say while you're being so vulnerable and expressing yeah. your emotions and your feelings, get rid of them. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. Next. No one is forever we know far too many people in this day and age that have taken their own lives young beautiful talented kind funny people that are no longer here because they have these struggles so you just have to speak about it find those people that will listen to you and like you said before even if they don't understand they can still be the people that save you. Did you actually have like some people around you that were causing you some like, what the, who, who was having, who were having a bad behavior towards you and what you were facing? Um, there was some people, but kind of like how, how you said earlier that you didn't know that I was suffering from anxiety and depression but you were, you and I were friends for a long time and we, we always know how to deal with each other, maybe because we've both had the same struggles. So we know, but yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be people that were like certainly close to me. It was kind of like, you know, an acquaintance or like a party friend, or they wouldn't realize yeah. that they were actually pushing triggers or pushing emotions in you mm -hmm. that you weren't capable of dealing with. So I guess at the end of the day, it was, wasn't their fault, but don't let their reaction to you put you down even further. You've got you've to keep it going, keep it flowing. Like I've done a lot of internal work on myself that I don't, I don't feel bad for those people or feel angry towards those people because I'm sure that they've had their own struggles that they're not ready to talk yeah. about or they don't know how to deal with. I, and I'm thinking about this all the time um, because sometimes I've been surprised while talking about my anxiety, I've been surprised of how many people are, can actually relate to what I've been living um, close or probably they know someone. And then you, when you, sometimes when I'm daydreaming I'm, I'm looking at people and I might be like if I have a problem what type of problem might these people might have because like everyone is really struggling or or with traumas and things like that and how these things show up and and I'm always thinking like are these people are just freeing themselves from what what they have and um, it's very easy to judge people from like straight straight away and this is not a gay thing this mm -hmm. is not like this is a human thing i feel like yeah um but w 
being smart is like to go beyond this so to be to be like okay yeah well i'm judging this okay but they're human they put the you know they, every, everyone is the same really. and we've all done so, it we've all judged people and uh, even yeah. not intentionally no so sometimes like the last I, time was just an hour ago for me so. <laughs> <laughs> <But> no <laughs> when you fought when you forgot your headphones i was like fuck oh my god me too i was like the one thing i was like don't forget the headphones <laughs> no i'm kidding but um thanks for uh being able to to talk about it and participate to my podcast um that was yeah um, we wanted to do this one for like quite a few quite a few weeks now mm -hmm. uh, and i'm ha really happy you did especially because it's not over yet for you um so uh good luck with uh everything and uh yeah thank, thank you. you thanks for having me so that's it for today's episode i hope it gave you a bit more hope and strength to overcome anxiety just like i did don't forget you're not alone in this life challenge once again i'm here to talk about my own experience i'm not providing medical advice just support so if you need help please refer to a doctor or a therapist. I would love to reply to your questions on my future episodes. So please reach out on my socials or my email tomgram with 3a at gmail.com. You can subscribe to my podcast to help me grow, but also to make sure you won't miss the next episode. See you next week. Bye.